everybody. This is Josh McKinney, and I just want to welcome you to episode 129 of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. And more importantly, I want to welcome you to day one of the seven days to suck less. I am incredibly excited about the seven days to suck less, especially this first episode that we're doing, the designated winner episode. I have had this episode in my back pocket since I had the Patreon page and um, they were the only people that I've told about it. Um, But the Patreon page was so small. I know that you know, hardly anyone has even heard about it. And I also didn't realize how important of a training method it was. And so I didn't really push it the way that I should have. Um, but now I am. Now we're going to really dig into what designated winner is, how you can master flow in jujitsu, how to skill develop, how to uh, how to use a new training method to actually feel yourself getting better at jujitsu. And I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited to share this with you guys. I'm also excited with these that uh, really, they're only going to be two ads throughout these episodes. And um, they're going to be the same in all seven episodes they are going to be super short. Um, because I really, I really just want to be giving you guys content. Uh, I really think that these seven days to suck less are going to be great for the podcast, they're going to be great for our numbers. And um, I think they're going to be just just great for for me too you know i think it's going to be just a helpful thing um for me to get some really good feedback from you and release some episodes that i have been wanting to release really bad and um also to, to kind of let me do some different episodes leading on uh, leading from here on out right um and even newer and more innovative and exciting episodes um but yeah let's go ahead and jump right into this episode Real quick, guys, before we get into this episode, I know you're expecting to hear about the three lenses, totally free ebook that's so exciting. And I will tell you guys that uh, is a mid roll ad, uh, but I wanted to tell you something more important. You know, you think that the seven days to suck less are just about the, th- the three lenses and, and pushing out that ebook, but they are not. They're really about getting the podcast seen. And so, what I'm going to ask you guys to do is something I've never really asked you guys to do. For how many listeners we have, we have an embarrassing amount of reviews on both Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and Spotify, all three. Uh, We have an incredibly small amount of reviews. So if you guys listen on any three of those platforms, I would greatly appreciate if you gave me a five-star review. Even if you don't do the ebook, please give me this five-star review. It will only take a few seconds of your time and it will be greatly appreciated and will help me and the podcast so much. Uh, And yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Give me those five stars and uh, enjoy the episode. We're finally here, guys. Day one of Seven Days to Suck Less. I'm so excited to tell you guys about the new training method. Uh, very, very, very few people on the podcast will know about um, what the designated winner training method is. So I'm going to really start from the basics of this, explain to you what the training method is and how it can be utilized to solve so many problems in jiu-jitsu and how I even believe that uh, if done right, you could run your gym 
um, you know, run your, your BJJ classes using pretty much only the end goal method, positional sparring and live rolling. And so, uh, yeah, let's get into it. And I mean, with that, with the end goal method, the designated winner and live rolling with that, um, I mean, in a sense that you would like never teach technique. And those would be the only three training methods that you use. Uh, and I think it's possible. And um, we've kind of started that experiment at my school uh, recently, and I'll get into all of that. Um, but first, let's look at what this method actually is. What is designated winner? So uh, as the name suggests, you are doing a round of jujitsu and you designate who is going to win that round. Um, we usually start, I don't like to think of them as whole rounds, because if you're doing a whole round, there's no real difference between that and a flow roll. And you really miss out on a lot of the benefits that you would hit from regular designated winner. How it usually works is it is flow rolling mixed with positional sparring. Um, so I would say the easiest way to explain it would be, let's, let's take you, um, the listener, you'll be person a, and you're going to partner with person B we'll call him Bob. And what Bob is going to do is he's going to be your feeder. You're the designated winner, um, to save time. We call it the DW, uh, or the D dub. So you're going to be D dub and, um, person on bottom, Bob is going to be the feeder. Bob is his job is to get you better at guard passing. Okay. Which is an odd job, right? Normally we don't, I mean, never do we have that responsibility. Uh, we pretty much only ever have the responsibility of ourselves in our own progression in jujitsu until we start teaching. Right. But in this, you guys are having a group effort that is focused on one person at a time. Uh, so Bob starts at 0% resistance. We set the timer for three minutes. I put on, uh, um, 80s rock will do pour some sugar on me is the the opening song and uh, for the whole three minutes of this song you are going to be drilling your guard passing and how it's going to feel at first is a little bit clunky and a little bit awkward and you are doing the guard passes that you like um, you're not learning new techniques here you will but uh, that's not what you're trying to do right now all you're trying to do is practice success, practice passing the guard with no resistance. And after three reps, anywhere from three to 10 reps, you're going to start to get warmed up. Uh, and you're going to start to go, okay, Bob, Hey, give me, give me 20%. And so for Bob, 20% really is probably just frames from that position. Uh, he doesn't, and you can even do that. I think that that's one of the easiest ways. Hey, give me 20%, give me frames only, uh, still no grips, only frames. And so you continue to pass the guard, but when you are hitting Bob's frames, Bob has a choice. He could be a good feeder for this and let you, uh, in, in just, keep that frame at 20% or he can be a bad feeder and he can try to resist too hard. Okay. Uh, when I am the feeder for designated winner, if I was Bob and you were drilling guard passing on me, if I build a frame and you run into it and you should go around it, but you don't realize that yet, I will just let there be a little resistance. If you want to power through that though, that's up to you. Uh, and I let you hit that success. Eventually, if you kept doing it, I would say, Hey, maybe go around that frame. Maybe pivot. And that would be the only instruction that you get. It wouldn't be, okay, this is a different guard pass from this position. It is, Hey, you're dealing with the frame. How do you beat it? And uh, just make sure that you are beating relevant things. Right. 
And so now maybe we're in the last minute of the three minutes. Um, right now, they're just repeating, pour some sugar on me on the radio. And you are um, getting your movement. You're starting to feel a little bit of a rhythm uh, at this point you should turn it up to about 40%, uh, 40% resistance. Your resistance as the top person shouldn't change too much. Um, and I'll talk about effortlessness and, and things like that in just a second. And we'll talk about flow because that's really probably what caught a lot of people's attention was master flow. That's interesting. And I think that's the biggest benefit from designated winner, but we'll get into that in just a second. Um, so you're starting to now work at 40%. 40% uh, resistance means frames, grips, hip movements, and I might even throw up some submissions. Obviously, you are the designated winner. No matter what happens, you have to win the round. So I can't submit you, right? Um, but let's start to look at that. Since I'm at 40%, I'm going to catch stuff. What should I do about it? As the person feeding, um, I don't want to you know, catch this guillotine. I'll just let you out of it, right? And I see people do that with designated winner and you should not do that. Um, if I'm catching a triangle or a guillotine with only giving 40% resistance, it's just a, a strategic error or technical error from the designated winner. And so what I should do is let you solve your way out of it. So let's say I throw up a triangle and I just kind of have one arm in, one arm out and I cross my ankles. From here, I don't start to break your posture. I don't start to beat you up. I don't start to threaten you and make you panic. What I start to do is I sit. I have you locked in triangle. You have to escape. And then as you escape, you flow right back into one of your guard passes. And you're able to hit that success. Um, in that three-minute round, you were going to get more reps on your guard passing than any positional sparring. And you are going to get more variety and more understanding than any type of repetitive drilling. Repetitive drilling is when we're just doing the same thing over and over again. This designated winner does not have to be the same thing. You could Toriando pass to the left side to start. And then again, right? It felt good. I'll hit it three more times. And then on the third time I go, okay, um, defend that a little bit harder. And so then maybe they'll defend it with a lot of frames and then I'll have to leg drag to the other side. And I go, whoa, I, I mean, I know those two movements, but I've never connected them in that way. I've never um, learned jujitsu in that way. Uh, and you can also, you're going to find yourself from this position um, developing certain skills that take 15 years to develop. Uh, for instance, being able to walk in the guard. If you watch anybody that is good, they take good passing. They will take steps from the guard unless they are doing like um, some type of smash passing. When they're on their feet, they take a ton of steps to create angles, right? They use angles to beat the position of guard instead of just grip fighting, right? Instead of just saying, my hand should be here, my hand should be here. And a lot of times we get so obsessed with the grip fight that we miss that we can literally walk over, through, or around the guard without switching grips or anything, just with a few well-placed steps. And one of the best ways to develop this is to train jujitsu for 15 years. You know, have it on your mind 15 years later, you're going to be good at it probably. But that's a big problem in jujitsu, right? There are certain skills that seem to only be attainable after training a lot of jujitsu. And I have a theory as to why that is. And that is um, that you need two things to get good at jujitsu. You need two things, these two things to really get good at almost anything. 
you need understanding. Um, you need to, and when I say good, I mean really good. I don't mean um, to get to white to blue belt. I mean to get to white to black belt. Um, there are two things that you need, and you find you honestly will find that you never have enough of these things. You can always keep adding them, and those two things are understanding and repetition. Understanding, knowing how things work, and repetition. Those are the two things that you need to get good at jujitsu. And I know that sounds overly simplified, but if you really think about it, that is all our jujitsu training is, right? Yes, there, there is a cardio aspect to it because we're doing live rounds. Um, but when you go with somebody really good, they can have zero cardio and still beat you down, right? They can have no cardio at all, but they're so effortless. They're so efficient. Their flow is so good that it doesn't matter. And I'll explain why I believe uh, flow matters and, and why and how I think we can develop it with designated winner. But let's keep digging in on designated winner. Let's keep digging in on, on the next round because designated winner, like I said, it starts to shine when you get to that 40% range and you can find a rhythm with your partner. But after about three sets of this top and bottom. So you switch top to bottom with Bob. Okay. Uh, and we're about to do round the, the three minute round. Um, maybe there's a 10 second, 15 second rest. Uh, and then we're into the next three minute round. And now I am doing the same thing for Bob. I start at zero, I go to 20% and then hopefully I end up at 40%. Now, something interesting is Bob now gets two perspectives. Bob gets to start to try what he already knows but he just got to spend three minutes on the other side of the position feeling what worked and what didn't. And he actually got to feel it because he was only going at 40%. We talk about feel, right? Um, if you poke me in the back and every muscle that I have is flexed and I am straining myself really hard, most likely, unless you poke me really hard, I'm not going to feel it. Now, if you softly poke me in the back while I am sitting at my desk, completely relaxed, recording an episode of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. I'm going to notice it. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to freak out because why are you in my office? But I am going to feel it. Feel is a very hard thing to develop in Jiu-Jitsu. Why? Because usually we're going too hard. We are usually straining so hard that we don't even notice that we're dealing with a frame from the guard. We don't notice that there is something that we are trying to drive through that we physically can't because we're straining too much, right? Um, it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy. You can't feel jujitsu because you are using too much strength and you are using too much strength because you can't feel jujitsu. So how do we combat that? How does designated winner work? So we have these two perspectives. You and Bob are going to start switching back and forth. And like I said, after three switches, what you'll find, and some people find this faster, some people this may take a little bit more time, but I find 15 to 20 minutes of this with the right music that you both enjoy uh, seems to be seems to be the sweet spot. You're going to hit a point where you actually will start noticing yourself getting better at jujitsu. And it is the most bizarre thing because while I'm telling you guys this on a podcast, you go, what do you mean getting better at jujitsu? 
right? I mean, we're always technically getting better at jujitsu when we're training. You even say that on the podcast. And I do believe that to be true. When we are getting more understanding or more repetition, we are getting better at jujitsu. Now, what happens with designated winner is it combines understanding and repetition better than any training method that I have ever I've ever gotten to witness, I've ever gotten to be around. And the reason it does it is because you get to be mentally engaged and so does your partner. And you actually both have the same goal for the first time ever. Usually your goal is the same and it's to beat each other. But this time your goal is for both of you to get better at guard passing, something very specific, something very important. Uh, and you can even break down certain skills. You could say, hey, that skill Josh was talking about, about taking steps from inside the guard. I want to develop that skill. I want to get better at that. So then we even can focus on skill development, like we talk about on the show while doing our designated winner round. Maybe I'm lazy with my grip fighting and I say, I got to get better at that skill. And so I go, we're going to start with these, these grips that I really struggle with. Don't hold them too hard. So I can feel my way around them and I can figure out a way to beat them. Um, but I'm just going to feel my way through. I might watch a little bit of, uh, somebody rolling or watch some, um, so many people are posting rolling footage lately. I've been thinking about doing that. Uh, I know, you know, this sounds, this sounds fun, funny, but uh, um, I know that people would like to see the way I roll um, because I know it's very different. I know it's, uh, it's not something that you probably will see a lot on YouTube. And so uh, I need to start doing those. I, I want to start doing those. Um, but it's awkward. It's awkward to, to record roles because I really don't like recording roles, beating up my students. Um, I don't know. It's something I'll have to get over. I know that some of my students that would film with me wouldn't care. Um, they wouldn't care about being posted online and stuff and they would be fine with it, but I know it's just something I need to do. And I'm just kind of being a baby, uh, and not doing it. But anyway, back to, um, those, maybe you could watch one of Josh McKinney's roles on YouTube. Maybe I'll try to post one this week. Hopefully it'll give you some inspiration. Um, and so maybe you can watch one of those roles on YouTube and you start to go, okay, uh, this, this looks good. I like what Josh is, Josh is stepping from the guard or his grip fighting or, or the way he's beating spider guard. I'm going to work this into my designated winter rounds and you have control. I always tell my students designated winner should feel like a conversation about jujitsu while we are doing jujitsu. And that conversation is simple. A lot of times as the feeler, I will just say things like, Hey, that felt good. Hit that a few more times. Um, oh, that was smooth. Hit that. You're kind of stuck. Maybe you should work from here a few more times, get put, let's see if we can recreate that. Uh, those little things, little conversations, they speed up your progression. Now let's talk about feeling yourself getting better. What happens once you start to, I call it the flow state. Um, I don't know. I have no scientific backing that that is what is actually happening. Um, but this works. The, the reason I don't say that it is the flow state, the reason I say I'm no scientific, this is what I'm calling it. Um, with flow state, I a lot of stuff that you read says you have to be an expert at whatever you're doing to achieve a flow state. Um, whatever state we are achieving where we are feeling ourselves getting better, my white belts have gotten to experience after 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and they are no experts in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And so, uh, yeah, there is a state that you hit eventually, okay? Uh, it's just 
it is an intentional state. It is where you are engaged in what you are doing and what you are doing is getting better at jujitsu. And maybe you hit a guard pass. Maybe it's one you knew a long time ago. Maybe it's not even a technique. Maybe you're just finding a way around the guard and you start to say to yourself, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to hit that again. And then you hit it and it's even faster this time. And then maybe you set it up with some different grips and then you hit it again and again until it stops feeling fun. Um, you know, we always talk about on the podcast, how important it is to think fun first, you can make designated winner, a job, just like you can make any training method, a job. And when it becomes a job, it starts getting boring and it stops being as effective. So how you think about designated winner is it should be fun. The music that you use should be fun. Something I like to do is even change, um, playlist, you know, we were listening to eighties rock, uh, and now you're about to start doing a different position. Now let's look at the guard. You're going to start to, um, work on your grip fighting from guard and you're attacking. So, uh, you're still with Bob, you guys are still partnered together, but you decide to turn on some Jay-Z, right? Something totally different. You have now a new vibe in the gym, um, just a new feel and you guys can start to feel it, but you start to feel this rhythm. And what's cool is once you hit that 20 minute mark, 15 minute mark, where you start to notice this intentional state of learning, it just stays. And we have done, I've done some daytime classes, taught some daytime classes. Those have smaller crews. And so you can be even more intentional in those classes. And we've done designated winner for an hour and a half straight. And keep in mind, this is at my gym, Head Not HQ, where we have pretty much developed our identity around hard positional sparring rounds and hard rounds from the feet. That is what we do. It's just hard rounds, right? Um, that is how our guys have always gotten good. And all of a sudden I'm giving guys, okay, we did 30 minutes of designated winner. And I, once everyone, I know everyone starts to hit that state where they're feeling really good and they're starting to learn. I'll always give people the option. Hey, if anybody wants to roll, if you guys want to start grappling, doing live now, uh, positional sparring, even you are more than welcome to, and still people aren't doing it. My students who are all nuts about trying to kill each other, aren't doing it. They are continuing to do designated winner. Why? Because for the first time, they're actually feeling themselves progress at jujitsu. And um, I'm going to talk more in the theory of why I theorize this works in some different applications um, in just a second. But last thing that I will say before we move on from designated winner and start to focus a little more on what flow is and how designated winner is going to help us. Uh, I just want to make sure that you understand this. This is one of the most important parts of designated winner. This episode is brought to you by simplifyingjujitsu.com and the all new three lenses ebook written by yours truly. So we all agree that jujitsu learning is not the same for everyone. Some people learn differently. We all agree on this, but it seems to me like nobody has ever focused on defining the way people learn jujitsu. And I have found over the last four years three styles of learning jujitsu, and they are all coupled with specific training method, specific mentalities, and specific routines. And so what you will be able to do with the three lenses is you will get to take a really short quiz and learn about where you learn jujitsu, how you learn jujitsu, and how you learn jujitsu most effectively. And with that information, 
education, you're going to be able to develop your own training method. You're going to be able to develop your own schedule, your own routine, and you are even going to be able to use training methods that people from other lenses, other perspectives use. This is a completely innovative book, this completely new book, and it is completely free. Again, it is only available at simplifyingjujitsu.com. Be sure to jump on simplifyingjujitsu.com and get your free copy of the three lenses. Back to the show. Uh, I just want to make sure that you understand this. This is one of the most important parts of designated winner. It is your partner, um, having the right partner. And that doesn't mean like it has to be somebody that even weighs the same as you, or it has to be somebody that plays a similar game or even wants to work the same thing as you, uh, it's important to pretty much work everything in jujitsu, right? And so I could do the first 15 minutes where I choose what we work. And then you could do the next 15 minutes where you choose what we work uh, or you know, vice versa. And something else that is really helpful is if you guys were to add a third person into the mix, you get a third perspective and you get a little bit of a break to actually sit and see jujitsu from a different angle. You are no longer on top passing the guard or on bottom letting your guard get past. You are now on the side watching everything that is happening. You will get better from this. Uh, let's talk about why you'll get better from this and why I, I believe that you'll get better from this. And um, maybe just a few other applications, some things that I have witnessed uh, because the last three months, I don't know if I've really, I've probably taught three real classes. And what I mean by real classes is what most people consider a jujitsu class, three techniques, um, and then positional sparring or rolling live. Um, and I've probably taught three classes like that in the last eight weeks, every class or even three months, every class that I've taught, um, over the last three months has been a designated winner class and people are still enjoying it. It's not becoming stale for my students. Uh, I started to do I switched a Monday night class that I always teach. I told everybody uh, a few months ago that we were going to start an experiment and it was going to be designated winner. And Monday nights have always been a very good mid range night, um, uh, meaning like attendance wise. And Wednesdays in the Gi have always been my biggest class by far, right? Um, over the last three months and Wednesday night class, just to, to highlight this is a um, bad position, positional sparring. That is what we do for our sparring. And um, that's why it's most people's favorite classes because it's just really hard. It's a really good part cardio push. Well, over the last three months, Monday night has been bigger than Wednesday night every single week. Um, 
So the designated winner night has been bigger for the first time ever. For six years, Wednesday night has been my biggest night. And all of a sudden, Monday is. We change up the training method. Monday is for three months straight and probably eight of the 12 weeks. Monday has doubled the attendance of Wednesday. So my students believe in it. My students think that it's really good and they're getting benefit from it. Uh, I know that that's the only example I have for you guys right now, because this is the first time that I'm sharing it with people outside of the gym. Now would be a good time, probably before we get into application, before we get into mastering flow, it would probably be a good time to explain this. This is not a uh, Josh McKinney patented um um, training method, meaning like, uh, like the end goal method. This is kind of the, the biggest method that I've ever, um, I guess it's got the most traction on the show is, um, that's something that pretty much completely was invented by me. Of course I was inspired by other people. Um, but it was invented by me designated winner. This is something more that I have observed. And I'll give you just a few thoughts on places that I have observed it to combine it into um, a, a more formatted version called designated winner, right? What's tough in jujitsu, in anything, anytime something is invented and there isn't a definition of it, and there's not a name of it, it doesn't really spread the way it should, right? Because how do you teach this weird training method that you learned at this specific niche school? Um, it doesn't have a name. They just, they just all know how to do it. It's just this way that they train. Um, and it's like a, a percentage drilling or something like that. Right. And, uh, you know, how do you explain that? Uh, that is all I'm doing with designated winner is I've observed this in wrestling. I think that designator winner, um, is something that wrestlers can grasp a little more because, uh, drilling in wrestling is not drilling in jujitsu. They are different things in wrestling. You drill, you almost always drill with a percentage. Um, when you say, Hey, uh, let me hit some doubles at 30%. Somebody, the wrestlers you're going with knows what that means. Um, you're just trying to get movement. Obviously we're doing it more organically. We are not being um, you're allowed to use anything that you want to accomplish a goal, right? Um, we're more goal focused, accomplishing a goal focused, problem solving focused than we are hitting a singular move. Um, that is where uh, designator winner really separates. Uh, also heard of um, John Thomas talks about what he calls the pass sweep game. He got it from Espen and Tommy, and uh, they talk about this you know, sweeping and, you know, I let you sweep and then you let me pass. Right. And they're getting these offensive drilling reps, right? Uh, designated winner is kind of a systemized version of that because we can do it from other positions. We've also highlighted all of the different applications. There are like 10 different applications that I know of right now. Um, that you can use designated winner for. And these are like really broad applications too. When you break them down into specifics, there are a million applications for designated winner. Uh, so let's start to talk about that. I just want to make sure you guys understood that I am not the Tesla of designated winner. I am the Thomas Edison of designated winner, which is like the guy, you know, that 
stole the work and then patented it off for his own. No, I really didn't steal any work on this. This is something that I have put a ton of time into, but the idea, just so you guys know, this isn't something that I just was inspired by. I just came up with the idea in the shower or something, and it is my jujitsu genius showing through. Uh, again, this is just something I observed. Uh, a call back to the episode on um, stealing ideas, right? Using inspiration um, and stealing ideas, techniques, strategies, and things like that. Uh, I think you could refer to that episode to really understand how I got this, how I got what designated winner is. So now let's look at some more application. Uh, I talked a little bit about skill development, using it to develop certain skills, but what the heck does that even mean, Josh? So we have to think of jujitsu. A lot of times jujitsu is thought of as a list of techniques. That's okay to think of it that way, but I don't think it's the most efficient way to think of jujitsu. I don't think it's the most helpful way or, or a way that even promotes the most creativity. It probably promotes the least creativity that there are these techniques that have been passed down from 70 years ago from a completely different language. And we need to only use those because those are the techniques. Those are the basics, right? Um, you guys know how I feel about the basics because there's, there are no basics in jujitsu. When people tell you that, like, um, and then they say, oh yeah, close guard arm bar. No, it's not. That's a move. That's a technique. You can easily be great at jujitsu and have zero closed guard armbar. Therefore, it is not a basic. It is not a building block. It is not a fundamental part of jujitsu. There are certain movements. There are certain things that are fundamental parts of jujitsu. To me, they are skills more than techniques. Okay. A skill that we talked about was footwork from the guard, right? You watch Gordon Ryan, you watch Hoffa Mendez. There is something different about the way those guys move from the open guard. There is no doubt about it. They are doing something that other people are not. You watch Hoffa and it looks like they call it, they say he's surfing on people and they're like, yeah, Hoffa surfs, but nobody ever tells you how to freaking do it because nobody knows how it is a skill. It is not a technique. It is not even, you know, and yes, you can highlight certain concepts in a skill. I think most skills highlight certain concepts. So if you pay attention, um, Gordon and Hoffa are always stepping really close to the nearest joint, the hip joint, the shoulder joint. They're always jamming their toes or even their hand under that joint. Why? Because it makes it hard to get on your side, getting on your side. Again, this is a fundamental of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It is not shrimping. Shrimping is a move. Okay. And then doing it up and down the mats is it's not even a good function of that move. It is not good repetition because you are not dealing with somebody's body weight. You can, when I am laying flat on my back, I can easily turn on my side. Now, when I'm laying flat on my back and you put your chest on my chest, my ability to turn on my side is compromised. So just a shrimping movement does not get me out of that position. Learning to create that perpendicular where my shoulder is over my other shoulder. I'm either on my side facing you or on my side facing away. Um, that is how we escape pins, right? That is how we escape bad positions is that perpendicular angle. And so I can look at that. Hey, why don't we just focus on side control 
you on top first, give me, not only give me no resistance, sometimes with bad positions, I will tell my students, give less than zero resistance. At first, assist your partner and then get to zero resistance where you're just laying your weight on them and then get to where you're actually getting an underhook and you're actually controlling their head and then get to 40% where you can actually start to threaten them. But the skill that has to be developed first, pretty much no matter what escape you're doing, is learning to get on your side from side control or from mount. Think about your mount escapes. Think about your side control escapes. Yeah, there are some bridging escapes that allow you to be square, that allow you to um, really, the, the concept there is distance management. Um, they allow you to bring their chest over your chest a little too much. But most of the time, you have to get on your side. This is 90% of escapes from side control and mount. So why not just focus on that one skill? Why not get so good at that one thing that matters? Then I'm, and then I can add the grip fighting and then I can add the other things and I can add the, the full escape to my side control, but the hard fight, the hard skill that is not taught in class. Nobody ever says, Hey, today we're going to learn how to get on our side from side control. They say, no, we're going to escape side control. And they show you a three or four part grip fight and then um a bridge and they you know and, and get your knee in right and it's like okay yeah that that is a good technique that is a very good technique but you didn't help me focus on my skill right my individual skill now that we know what skills are let's talk about flow so flow i, I don't even have to really explain to you guys what flow is I said Hoffa Mendez and Gordon Ryan. You know what I'm talking about. You watch Hoffa go with guys, high-level black belts. They are working hard, and he's effortless. You watch Gordon do it too. They are working hard, and he's effortless. I remember the first time I fought somebody that had crazy good flow. Um, and uh, it's actually, I can think of two individual times, like my, two of my first matches. I almost think it was my first weekend at Brown Belt. Um, I competed. Hey guys, I just wanted to interrupt this episode and tell you about something really exciting that we have going on at simplifyingjujitsu.com for this week only, the seven days to suck less. We are doing 40% off of everything the entire store at simplifyingjujitsu.com. We are selling everything for 40% off. And all you have to do is use promo code seven days. That is the number seven, D-A-Y-S. Uh, use promo code seven days, celebrate the seven days to suck less, and you can get any product that you want on simplifyingjujitsu.com for 40% off. And that's not including that free ebook that you really need to have already the three lenses so that's what we have going on for you guys i uh, hope you guys head over to simplifyingjujitsu.com and use promo code seven days remember that is the number seven d-a-y-s and enjoy 40 percent off the entire store let's celebrate guys back to the episode um, competing at brown belt, which is just, this is horrible. Um, but I've told you guys before I fought Hanato Canuto and he beat the brakes off of me. And it was bizarre because at purple belt, 
I was able to fix holes with athleticism. I could just be faster and more explosive than guys. And I was able to catch a lot of submissions. And then all of a sudden I was fighting a guy that not only had more skills than I did, his movement was better. His distance management was in incomprehensibly better than mine, but he also had strategy tied into it. His flow in that match is unbelievable. Um, I still have that match, but I, I can't show it to you guys. It would break my heart. If I broke down that match, I would be, it would just be me crying. Like, Oh my gosh, why is he doing that to me? Um, but that match really, and I've even referenced this on the podcast before it really started to show me that jujitsu wasn't just a list of techniques. He out strategized me and that beginning, that beginning part of the match out strategizing me set a tempo of the entire match. And it was so hard to get back from. He had just unbelievable flow and uh, it just, it felt effortless. So how do we, you know, wh wh why is that? Well, I guess that's a good question is what is flow? Is it just this undescribable thing? This is how I will always explain it. This is how I think about it. Uh, so we talk about this list of techniques. Let's say all of the techniques that you know um, are lily pads on a pond, and you are supposed to get from one lily pad to the next. Usually what we use is strength, athleticism, speed, explosiveness. Okay, We use physical attributes, especially at first, to um, get from one technique to the next. Yes, I am using technique. Okay. I'm not just using strength, but I am using strength to bridge the gaps, using athleticism to bridge the gaps uh, where I don't have knowledge, right? Uh, where I don't know the three steps that it takes to finish this guard pass efficiently. I know the grips and the run towards you and the grit that it takes to do it, but I don't know that um, I could just step three times in the correct places and pass your guard uh, and do it efficiently and do it effectively. And like I said, for years, this has taken 15 years to learn. You know, you can't, these are little parts of jujitsu that you cannot develop without doing them a lot. Well, with designated winner, you are able to do them a lot. You are able to master your flow. You are able to start to roll more effortlessly because when you can feel more, when you get more repetition, when you are getting to develop skills instead of just techniques, you can start to go into, uh, you know, you can, obviously you're feeling yourself get better, but you can start to, you can start to learn to apply that flow to regular rounds. Uh, and you just like anything, you start it with the lowest level person. You'll go, you go, okay, man, I've been passing the guard effortlessly for the last week in our designated winter rounds. And I, you know, I've done maybe three combined hours from top guard passing. Think about how, first of all, think about how long that would take you. How long would it take you to get three hours of effortless passing of the guard? Um, if you were just doing live rounds, if you take into effect that take into account that if you do pass the guard, you're going to be inside control for the next few minutes or mount or wherever, right? So your most of your round is not even spent on what you're trying to get good at, right? You're not getting good intentionally in jujitsu. Now you apply those three hours. Think about how many reps you've gotten of passing the guard. You will, without a doubt, I mean, there's no doubt at all, you are going to be better at passing the guard. 
you can even start to add some positional sparring rounds too. I think a lot of times with any training method, um, people like to think of it as the end all be all. And I, you know, I always, I always talk about on the podcast, how I'm very anti-secret sauce. Um, meaning there are certain schools and schools that have a lot of success that they have these things that they consider secret sauce. Um, the, the, you know, for, like I said, for, for my school, hard positional rounds, that's kind of the identity of positional sparring rounds. It's always been the identity of our gym, really technical guys, always been the identity of our gym. Um, there are other gyms that have built their team around only live rounds from the feed. Hey, this is how we compete. So we train to compete. Um, there are schools that have built their uh, gyms around other training methods. Um, I think the problem occurs when you act like any one training method is all that there is. There are cons to designated winner. You could be missing. You could be doing a guard pass over and over and not realize that you're setting yourself up to get put in a choke. So how do you combat that? You positional spar. You test it. You test what you are doing. So even this is my favorite way to do it is like 30, 45 minutes, an hour of designated winner, and then like five to 10 minutes of positional sparring the position uh, just to let it really close in. And you also get to notice how much better you've gotten at the position. Uh, but uh, that way you can make sure that you are not spending weeks on a, a new guard pass that you think is going to change the game, but it just gets you almost plotted a lot. Um, so uh, did I talk? Oh, no, I didn't finish my thought on these lily pads. So um, with techniques, being lily pads, you can use physicality to bridge the gap, or you can use flow. Flow Yes, we can break down technical ways to bridge these gaps. Hoffa Mendez steps here, steps here, and steps here. But with designated winner, you don't have to do it that way. You can start to just say, okay, well, I can flow um, to this side of the guard, and then I can go to this side of the guard. You know, I know how to flow and then tie them in with the techniques that I already know. Um, and so the idea is it's technique and not explosive movement. It's just flow to the next technique and flow to the next technique until eventually those things that you're doing become your techniques, those steps that you're taking. And you can even a lot of times start to break them down from there and um, dissect them from that position. And so I think that those are, I hope that I did a good job explaining flow. I hope I did a good job uh, uh, explaining designated winner. This is this episode I'm really focused on, really thinking a lot about. And so I'll just give you a few more things that I have seen, just kind of more um, testimonials from designated winner. Uh, so uh, this is in the sense of feeling yourself get better. Something that I've really, really been excited with is I've been doing a lot of my last few weeks of designated winner rounds with my friend, John. He's one of my purple belts. And um, John and I you know, it just like started doing a few weeks ago and just like normal, it took about 20 minutes to hit that intentional state. And, um, and I kept telling him, you know, Hey, and I was trying to sell him on it. Um, John's a bit of a negative Nancy. And so he's pretty, he's pretty hard to sell on anything. And he's like, kind of, I could tell he's kind of bored. It's, it's whatever to him. It's, it's just training to him. And, and then he starts to hit a little bit smoother of guard passes the next round. And then by round three, he's really feeling smooth. And I go, Hey, are you feeling yourself get better? And he goes, I, I don't know. 
And then I would start to highlight little things that he's doing that he wasn't doing. Hey, man, you're, you're starting to go over top of my thigh to pass me. That, that seems to be working. Uh, maybe do that a little more. And then it started to happen. It started to click and we started to go, oh, yeah, this dude's getting better now. And um, we ended up training for like an hour and a half that day. The coolest part was the next day I taught the daytime class. I show up for the daytime class, me and John, we're going to do designated winner again. We partner together. It takes about three minutes this time. Um, after one full round, I go into my next round and I am in the intentional state and he seems to be in the intentional state too. And then the next day we do it again and it takes 30 seconds. It literally, we show up on the mat and we start to drill. We don't even talk about what we're drilling. We knew we were drilling guard passing and, um, it took about 30 seconds and we were feeling good. We were noticing ourselves get better. Uh, another way to notice yourself get better. Maybe you don't notice specific skills as well. Maybe you're going to be, it's going to be you and another white belt. And so you're going to not really have as much guidance. Okay. Something that is really simple. Uh, since we are being goal oriented when we are doing designated winner, um, something is really simple. I always will tell my students, it's like, Hey, what, what do we work? Right. Cause when I'm doing designated winner, a lot of the times when I'm running a class, I give people freedom to work what they need to get good at. And this is how I always say, um, think about it like this. When things go really good in jujitsu, what is the step before that? Or for you when things go really bad in jujitsu? What is the step before that? So maybe you say, well, things go good. That's when I get to mount. And I had a student do that. And she goes, but I really struggle getting from side control to mount. This is a huge hole, right? This is a very important hole to fill. If you finish people from mount more, you don't finish people from side control and you can get to side control, but struggle to get to mount. That is a problem, right? So I let her start working. She was working with her husband. And so, of course, he was probably going a little bit harder than 40%, maybe giving her a little too much energy, but it still, it still works, right? So uh, it takes her about a minute and a half to get from side control to mount. You could tell she just didn't understand the movement yet. And I go, hey, do, do that again. Same exact thing. And then she does it again. It takes 45 seconds. And I go, hey, did you notice that you got twice as good at that position? She goes, what? I go, it took you a minute and a half. First one, you took you 45 seconds. See if you can get better. And by the end of the, we were doing five minute rounds of um, designated winner. By the end of the five, she was doing this, um, the, the, this side control to mount transition in like 10 seconds. And it was super smooth. And she was also coupling it with her guillotine. She was coupling it with a few other things, like techniques that she already knew. She was making her game less, uh, less athleticism, less physicality to bridge the gaps, right? When you start to get good, and we talk about those lily pads being all your techniques, when you start to get really good at jujitsu, those lily pads start to just get really close together. And you don't even have to think about using athleticism, using uh, physicality to bridge those gaps. You are able to just use technique and skills. Uh, so, um, yeah, those are, those are, I think that's pretty much all I have for you guys with designated winner. I think that, uh, I think that this is the game changer guys. I really do. I don't think, you know, I think that like the end goal method, things like that are really, really helpful to a lot of people, but I think that you can take a group session 
and completely get everybody better at one really important aspect of jujitsu. And I've never, I've taught a lot of jujitsu classes. I've taught a lot of jujitsu seminars and I have been, I've trained at a lot of schools and I have trained in every training method that I think that there is. And um, what I have found is that this one seems to check the boxes better than anything. But like I said, again, there is no end-all be-all. There is no secret sauce. I think this would be an excellent addition to your training routine or even replace some of your live rounds uh, and save your body a little bit. Uh, Obviously, we're not beating up our bodies near as much. I can train for an hour and a half one, I stay engaged the entire time. I'm having fun the entire time. But two, and this is like, I think my favorite part of it, it doesn't kill my body. I am not, I mean, obviously I can get tired. Um, we can use designated winner to push cardio, right? Hey, I have to be hitting these as fast as I can. Give me 40% resistance the whole time, but I'm going to find a rhythm and maybe I'm going to do an entire five minute round, right? It sounds like, well, he's not resisting. It's not going to be that hard. Think about how seldom or how often in jujitsu you just sit still. We all do it. Um, We all will get to positions and not even be fighting for another grip or not even be fighting to progress at all. Designated winner will get you out of that habit. It will make you say, okay, what? Always have to be progressing. If that is your mindset in jujitsu, that's a really tiring mindset, especially if you're doing a round where if you submit the guy, you just restart. Um, But that is one of the best ways to push cardio is use you keep moving, right? That is what cardio is in jujitsu is this ability to keep progressing um, to the next goal and to the next goal. There is so much mental toughness tied into cardio. Uh, And I think that again, designated winner, a great way to express that. And I think there are all kinds of other, like I said, I have a lot of different applications and ways that we can think about and look at designated winner and uh, different ways that we're even going to be able to train it. But that won't be out until the end of the week. That's going to be the how to train jujitsu instructional that my dad and I are putting together. But But as you guys know from the commercial, the three lenses, which we do get into some designated winner, we get into training method, really the three lenses to me is my, um, my pin in training method, because I think designated winner is really, really great and really innovative. And so I thought we could put a pin in training method for a little bit with this instructional and start to focus on some other aspects of jujitsu, maybe even some conceptual things, maybe even some ways to come up with your own concepts. Uh, and then also we will be kind of competition focused going in uh, for the next few months too, because I'm going to be competition focused. Uh, we're going to be about hard training and, and, and skill development and learning how to develop skills. Uh, so that's what, what we're going to focus on with the podcast for the next little bit. Uh, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on designated winner. If you guys have any thoughts on it, if you guys experiment with it, let me know how it goes. Send me an email, josh at simplifyingjujitsu.com. I really don't have any feedback from anyone that isn't in my school, okay? So if you want to give me feedback, I would love to hear it. Um, I, I really, even if it's not good feedback, even if you go, man, I tried it and it didn't work. Maybe there's something that you weren't doing that I might suggest, or maybe there are certain people that it doesn't work for. Uh, and I would 
want to know that i would want to uh want to hear that from you guys and so uh like i said that's all i have for you guys uh thank you guys for listening to day one of suck less saturday no seven days to suck less there's too much sucking going on in my titles i'm gonna have to change that and that is the episode i am so happy about this one i really i hope this turns out well i hope you guys enjoy this one um i know that some of our training method episodes have been you know they're actually not some but our training method episodes are the biggest most listened to episodes that i ever do and um you know especially solo episodes and people just seem to really like the idea that there are training methods out there that could be getting you better you know it, it it's not just positional sparring and rolling live and i think that i hope that this is um, a step in the right direction of developing new ideas on training and and focusing not just on the technique or the concept, but actually focusing on the method that we use to get better at jujitsu. And uh, yeah, my hope is that that this can be helpful for you guys. That there are groups of people I know. You know what's interesting when you really when I look at the podcast numbers, I recognize there are a lot of gyms around the country around the world that have i suck at jujitsu show listeners and uh hopefully there will be even more but what i found with that what i have found with all these different gyms is we all pretty much train jujitsu the exact same way until now Hopefully, uh, you guys can experiment with this designated winner and you get the same results from it that I have gotten. And uh, like I said, I hope you guys let me know the results that you get and, and let me know if you guys come up with any new and innovative ways to use this or new strategies. I would love if there was a time in my life that I was on the forefront of new training methods. And when somebody came up with something new, their first thought was, I've got to send this to the I suck at jujitsu show. Um, that, that, that would be awesome. That would be what I hope comes from this. Uh, and that's all I have for you guys. Let's finish this episode with this. I hope that you guys, uh, make sure to get on um the, the the three lenses make sure to get your free copy of the three lenses i really hope that you guys give me my five-star review that you know you want to give me and most importantly i hope that this episode more than any episode that we've ever done helps you suck less at jujitsu have a great day guys So on that music change, I just thought that since the episode is over and you are still here, you're wanting more content. And I just want to make sure I share with you all the places that you can find me and the content that I produce. Most of the things that I make will be at simplifyingjujitsu.com. This is a company that I started just a few years ago uh, with my dad and one of my brown belts at the time. And uh, we have been trying to learn to simplify jujitsu and create 
create great, simple jujitsu content. And you can always go to simplifyingjujitsu.com to see what we are up to in the content creation realm. Uh, speaking of content creation, you can go to simplifyingjujitsu.com and get a free copy of my ebook, The Three Lenses. This ebook is going to be how to create a schedule for yourself to progress at jujitsu using the training method you enjoy and focusing on jujitsu in a way that you enjoy. Also, besides the podcast, if you ever want to get a hold of me, you can always send me an email, josh at simplifyingjujitsu.com. I try to send out emails and keep you guys up to date with what we have going on in the show and at simplifyingjujitsu.com. But it also is really great because it's an avenue for you guys to communicate with me. I get to get so many, uh, so much new content for episodes by things that people have emailed me. So if you ever have an idea for a show or a guest that you might want me to interview, even though I do less of those now, uh, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear about a, a guest or an idea for a show, a topic that you would like to hear, or maybe something that you have been experimenting with that I could experiment with too, because I do like to human guinea pig a lot of the times and and try to adapt and, and use whatever methods are, I'm hearing about and I, I'm seeing other people use. And so I'm really happy that you guys stayed for this episode. I'm really happy that you guys uh, at least seem to be enjoying the show. Make sure to sign up for my three lenses ebook so you guys can get on the email list and you hear more about what we have going on at the iSecond Jiu Jitsu show and simplifyingjujitsu.com. Have a great rest of your day, guys.